0: Bye. Mm-hmm. What's going on, everybody? This is Pepper and Dragor. We just got back from Anthrocon. Feeling a little sloppy today. Going to have kind of a sloppy show. Uh, yeah, this is the sloppy seconds of podcast. No, wait. This is definitely sloppy. That's what we're calling this. This is no episode forty-two. Sloppy seconds. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> we need okay. thirty.
0: It sl- puts thirty su- sloppy seconds on the clock. <laughs> <and> <laughs> answers- We say sloppy seconds because at the end of this, you're going to hear an episode of the show that we recorded at Anthrocon one week ago today. We're recording this on Sunday. We always record on Sundays. Come talk to us in the Patreon, like patreon.com. Last minute last minute politics, whatever the hell it is. <laughs> uh, and you're going to hear us talking outside and with, with not awful audio quality, but slightly worse audio quality ab- about some things that we're also going to mention today. Uh, we're sticking that after this one. So you have the option to continue listening to our bonus show or stop listening after this one. Dragor, what do you remember about our Sunday
1: AC thing? Uh, I remember we recorded it with the Yeti mic and we'll see how it sounds. Otherwise, we talked a lot about, there's a presentation that Pepper saw at BLFC that I saw at Anthrocon, and that I believe is going to keep making the rounds, and the title is something along the lines of Organizing in the Furry Fandom, or How to Organize the Furry Fandom. Go check it out. We spend a lot of the episode talking about the content of it, and how things are a little bit different, and the number one takeaway, and this is just true, go to any convention, conventions are hurting for staff. Our in our physical presence, lifeblood, is very strained right now, and as much as people want to go to the safe space of a FurCon and have a party, it's also run by us. Please volunteer. Please get more involved. Oh, you want me to... I don't have a ton
0: of thoughts on this, but I wanted to slip it in there. Talk about a conference that I'm going to be going to. We're going to be going yeah. to, actually. So August... Uh, a conference that will make people angry. The fact that we're even going to... <laughs> <laughs> it's my know, mini point after this. So, CPI, Center for Political Innovation. It's a bunch of Marxist-Leninists. So they don't come out and just throw that on, in, in the front of it. But if you read even, like, two paragraphs down, you're like, oh, I understand. Well, and <laughs> uh, if you just look at any they're of the doing names, a thing. it's, oh, I understand. They're doing a thing in Deerfield, Illinois, the Chicago area. So, it's technically Deerfield. Uh, at the Hyatt Regency Deerfield on August 6th. There is an event called uh, it's, uh, Unite Against the Imperialists. Basically, you're going to sit in a room and listen to some speeches and clap and then get to hang out with other uh, comrades. You do not have to be specifically a Marxist-Leninist to be there. Uh, you don't even have to be a communist at all, but you do have to be uh, respectful. Yes. <laughs> yes. If you show up to be a cock, you'll just get kicked out like anywhere else. Uh also furries, if you're listening to this, this is not like a fursuit event. Do not do not dress up any I would suggest like business casual, jeans, t-shirt. I'll be there probably in khakis
1: and a polo because I want to look like a
0: look like a real serious individual discussing I will politics. Look
1: like <laughs> exactly like I do at cons. out of fursuit. I will be in one of my jumpsuits with a rainbow belt and my cabbie hat. So I tweeted that I'm gonna be at this. <laughs> I saw.
0: People are mad. I say people. It's like, it's two people. It's like one person, but it's just like, right. The greater point is not that I want to go. Oh, when someone was like upset at me online. Cause that's not the point I want to make people are meeting me online all the time. I don't care. It's just so weird how, when the, uh, I kind of got in this conversation with somebody about furry nonsense, but Hey, uh, you, we gotta take, you gotta think about how and when you use guilt by association,
1: I I have never heard
0: somebody say That we should not go to this Democratic Party event Because of all of the horrible Associations that various Democratic Leaders have I have never heard that we should not watch CNN MSNBC, like any of the mainstream Media sources, I've never been told We should not consume them because of guilt By association, and I don't want to fucking Blow all of your minds, but every single One of them have have platformed Nazis, -Nazis, (laughs) neo-Nazis If if you see the difference The classic and the new version uh, what are they? Uh, white supremacist Klansmen? Freaking David Duke is on those networks all the time and you never go, well, how dare you watch CNN? What are you a Nazi? They have had Nazis on their network. And that's not me making excuses for like the CPI putting them on. the CPI is in fact, not going to be putting a shit ton of Nazis on the stage in front of you. But I get this like 50 degrees of Kevin Bacon. Ah, this guy took a picture with this guy who tweeted at this guy who retweeted that guy. And that's why Pepper, you're a Nazi for attending
1: this communist event. Okay. Now, <laughs> devil's advocate. Normally, that is the case. In this particular one, we get to j- jump right to, and unreasonably so, because if you dig into anything, but why is it happening in particular? Because on Twitter, they pointed out Russian state-affiliated media, Caleb T. Maupin, is talking about it. I don't know if you've heard, of it. but
0: Caleb Maupin actually has done every bad thing that's ever happened right? in America.
1: But in particular, in this case, you're going to get a stronger reaction on this one because he is directly talking about it and claims to be there. He's the director of the CPI. Yeah, but I didn't. <laughs> like I thought, gonna... one, he was in <laughs> Russia, and two, I thought he couldn't come here.
0: Now, Caleb lives in New York. He's lived in New York City for a long time. Oh, well then. Before that, they were in the Cleveland, Ohio area, and they were, like, selling communist newspapers on the stream, and they are like, 15. Like, they've they've been in this shit forever, and it's super whack that everyone's like, oh, famed neo-Nazi Caleb Muffin. I'm like, dude, call him whatever you want. You can be annoyed that he's a Christian, whatever. If you're going to call him a Nazi, you're just not a serious person. Like, he is a communist. You might not like him. That's fine. Guess what? You don't have to like every communist to agree with communism. Correct. (laughs) We didn't give up on nuclear physics because some Nazis helped us invent nuclear physics.
1: <laughs> I accidentally picked a great example. You did. Wow. That was unintentional. Except, wah-wah, today's energy situation is currently degrowth focused and anti-nuclear. So, can we talk about the LaRouche people? Because that's who okay. you'll start. All right, I have been wanting to bring to this up. Give me the quick TLDR, <laughs> why do I know the name
0: LaRouche? LaRouche. So I am definitely not an expert on Larouche on the like Larouche movement or philosophy. The, i listened to like a couple hours of one, of a guy talking about it and i'm like all right a lot of this we seem to well agree on uh they they're not labor theory of value people they're concerned with like their big idea that it, kind of is that like people should get compensated or treated based on like innovation and they say that they have a for, like a way to quantify that cuz you're oh, like oh they're possibly... meritocracy assholes got it not it's well i mean it's not <laughs> what you thing, just though. fucking described go... was and... meritocracy oh my god it it doesn't it from what i've heard like i said i'm not a larouche expert before i've heard them talking about that does not then lead to if you don't
1: innovate somehow you deserve to starve i dying. understand that but meritocracy <laughs> like, we have still established scientifically has too much bias to actually work yeah, that is the foundation for why people don't like it not like oh you're you're a eugenicist like i'm not saying that god damn it i'm just <laughs> saying it doesn't work that's also probably why
0: I am not a Laroucheist. I don't know what you call somebody who is big into the Larouche shit, a,
1: a I mean, my quick understanding now that I recall is uh depending on which group and which era it was cult-like. Oh, yeah, and that's the thing. This isn't even defending the actual
0: dude. In the thing I listened to it, like, yeah, LaRouche himself is kind of a shit. But <laughs> <it's> <laughs> the, the part the part where they where all the agreement was on, because they were talking about energy, and the LaRouche people are big into like, hey, uh, you have to do nuclear. You can't just go directly to wind solar, period, and all, be all wind solar only. That's why this seen, name's coming up. That's why it ends, because they agree with communists there. Like, that's a big point of agreement on energy policy is hey, yeah. we cannot just ta-da, we are all solar now. Like, it just does not work that way. And the people who know that are the oil companies. And maybe that's why they're doing all this quick, immediately switch to only what they call green energy sources. And I'm like, dude... Nuclear is carbon nothing. It's not carbon neutral. It doesn't like take out... No carbon is emitted. The only thing that is emitted is steam and then you get barrels of nuclear waste which Jesus Christ it not... It, there's no, no comparison to the amount of waste produced blown directly into the air by a fucking coal plant and what you get at the end of a modern nuclear uh, facility. It is It is minuscule. And we, we have time to deal with it because it's all in a barrel.
1: It's not sprayed directly into your mom's mouth <laughs> or whatever the fuck. And to all were of doing. the people that are like, "Oh, but nuclear waste leaks!" Like, do you do you not understand that with a little bit of investment we can put this shit where humans and animals both are not? Yeah, this <laughs> is where us and Larouche people would
0: apparently be having a great conversation because we fully agree on on these things. And that's the okay, parts that so I agree with. Context. So.
1: so- Go the reason it. I ask this and the reason this is coming up is because when apparently now on Twitter or anywhere else, if you start talking about anything pro-nuclear, You're a LaRouche. guilt by association is you share this idea with what the LaRouche people agree with. We hate the <laughs> LaRouche people because either they're my team or if you look at the meritocracy stuff, that's actually really not good. But. Just because we happen to agree on nuclear... Just because they are technically correct on nuclear does not make them technically correct on their horse shit.
0: You agree with the things you agree on, and you can work together in an organized... Like, this is a a, a relatively large one, but, like, do you... Do people think that I'm going to go to this conference, that they're going to get up and say, everyone here should
1: be a fascist, and I'm going to be like, yeah. (laughs) Actually, you and I are "Uh, going to go, excuse me? Well, all right, we'll assess the situation of immediate danger, because if that actually is what happens, that means our ability to sniff out a cult is bad. We'll just sneak out of the room like, oh my God. (laughs) We're going to Homer Simpson into the bushes out of here.
0: I don't know what happened. But, I mean, we'll come back with an honest report, and I bet you we're going to hear a hell of a lot, uh, like, the exact same shit we've been hearing from these people online every day. That's why I like them so, like, the CPI people, people shit on them for what, They're honest. They're, they're, it's weird that they're called grifters, but the people who I see who are most willing to shred their own reputation over a fucking opinion are the communists <laughs> online. They don't give a <laughs> fuck. They're going to say what they think is right no matter what damage it does to them or their money, which is the opposite of a grift. I don't know. I've always felt that they said exactly what they were talking about, and over the last three years or so, that is what I have seen.
1: Yeah, uh, it sure feels that way. If Look, if I can come around and actually enjoy Peter Coffin... So much so that I took a screenshot of his tweets, sent them to you, and instead of going what the fuck, said, (laughs) hey, I really like this. This kind of builds into what we're saying.
0: I'm just going to read that exact quote. Uh, Pete Coffin saying, I want socialism with American characteristics. And if you have, like, the reaction to that statement, uh, this is a trap that exposes people's lack of critical understanding of Marx, etc. You cannot erase the history of a place when you put socialism there. So the idea, this is me talking again, the idea that if socialism happens in America, that it would be anyone else's, what is it going to be? What's it going to be? Chinese socialism? What's going to be? German socialism? We aren't Germans. We aren't China. We are America. We have breathed, we have, we breathe American air. We think American thoughts. Our parents are American. We were born, to, you know, I mean, exclusively. It, including, like, you know, immigrants, et cetera. But, like, acting as if you're going to somehow install this foreign form of socialism that has absolutely nothing to do with the country you live in is so anti-Marx, it's, like, it's, like un- it's hard to explain. This is one of the foundational
1: <laughs> things where you get leftist infighting for the most obvious of topics, guns. American oh, socialism right. must reconcile that there are twice as many guns as people here. Whatever laws and solution and buyback and bans, whatever we get to must materially address that no matter how much you hate guns, there are twice as many of them here as people. That is what that statement means. No matter how much you
0: hate cars, we have car infrastructure only here. So the idea that we can just snap tomorrow and suddenly all have high-speed rail, that's not happening. But yeah. if you want to talk about like hey, how about we increase buses cuz buses can just use all of these roads we have. It's like, okay, we're having a goddamn conversation now. But if you're like, no, nope, must be trains. It's like, well, what are we like if you, are you being anti-car cuz it's like a fandom? And also, if you can if you can live your life without a car, great. I'm super happy for you. I can live Ooh, most of my life can, without a car.
1: Can can, can we talk can. about can we talk about real quick a thing you're going to see increasingly on communists and on Twitter leftists Let's. that uh, as a gut reaction I had was What the fuck? But then I thought about it for a second and went, let's find out. There is an icon that you will see on people's people's profiles... And it is a little uh, bike emoji with a red circle and slash through it. <laughs> and I am a cyclist. Me too. And I agree. <laughs> me
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> I have the time to take a leisurely bike ride like for my own exercise and enjoyment and health. I ride my bike around because it's fun. Uh, it <laughs> saves me on gas. I can do all the shit I need to do. I am not a, like, mother of four. (laughs) I do not have to work (laughs) 90 hours a week at, like, whatever job. I'm in a very lucky situation, and I do not take my material conditions and assume that they apply to every single American. That'd be highly (laughs) un-Marxian. I want to finish that Peter, the, the Coffin quote. Any socialism in America would have American characteristics. This is literally just saying, I want socialism. If you say, I want socialism with American characteristics, you're just saying, I want socialism, but in America, historical materialism, we are a sequence of events that have led to this, the history, the material along with that, like the things that happened, who owned what, who knocked what down, who built what, where, why that leads to what we have now. There has never been a spontaneous, ha ha, some new society just like leapt from the brain of God and fucked onto the earth
1: and like grew. That doesn't happen.
0: I, I guess from the history. native's
1: perspective, uh, the the worst white storm of all showed up. Oh. That was probably altogether sudden. We spent generations living <laughs> off the land, and then, and then colonialists showed up. Oh, fuck. <laughs> right? <sighs> I'm sorry, right. I'm not making light of it. it the alternative <laughs> is so uh, every waking moment is rage and crying. So, like, from the perspective of what you just said, of, like, things don't happen out of nowhere. I'm like, well, bad things kind of happen out of nowhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just for people who are unaware of the the material conditions of a different place. They didn't, they didn't have communication. The material conditions of England led a bunch of freaking entrepreneur dudes <laughs> to show up in the U.S. And then... Uh, I just want to immediately start talking about the U.S. government has signed this many treaties with Native uh, tribes and has broken every single one of them. (laughs) It's like, yeah, but now we can totally trust those exact same people
1: to protect our rights with treaties. I mean, uh, laws, right? The biggest (laughs) one that you'll hear people say here and there is weaponizing and abusing what's left of those treaties. Uh, With Roe v. Wade overturned, there's this idea that, uh, well, Native lands are sovereign lands, so put abortion clinics on them. And like... (laughs) at no point in when i saw this idea float up was it like can we work with natives to help address that like no it's ah we'll just use their land and that as a gut reaction there's a lot of native people who don't like
0: abortions <laughs> 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 What are we gonna do? Like, fuck all of them. They all deserve to die. Because I don't think that I'm willing to work with them, even though they don't hold my exact same set of morals. And yeah, like you're talking about, it's like, hey, so we're gonna uh, fucking can we colonize this uh, <laughs> this this two thousand square feet for a, an abortion clinic, please? There's oh no my cons- God! There's no fucking consistency. It, it's not a it's no. not a coherent ideology. It just balances around with whatever's going on and seems like a good idea at the time, I guess.
1: Yeah, it's more of just a statement of when you hear this, no matter how (laughs) well-intentioned it may be, it is, one, inherently offensive, two, does not address the root cause of how this law in our system was undone and what other future implications it has, and three, the kernel of what we're actually talking about, right to privacy and body autonomy, both of those things do not have a sex or gender attached, both of those things do not have a belief system attached, they are simple, direct statements that are easily enforceable. So on the flip side, if you are a native doctor and you live on
0: reservation land, you could look into whether or not you can be like, come on down, baby, come to my house. Hey, <laughs> we're doing abortions if, if all day. that's
1: <laughs> if if that is what those sovereign people choose to do, OK, like uh, that's kind of the whole point, right? Like we're on stolen land and we're supposed to not impose <laughs> our will anymore, but we do anyway, right? I saw a tweet talking about the same thing where it's like, oh, look at all
0: these loopholes we have found for the Roe v. Wade thing. It's like, motherfucker, you think the judges are going to look at your clever loophole and be like, oh, you got me. They don't care. This all happened because judges can kind of just say whatever they want and aren't beholden to really anybody except for, you know, they all kind of follow the... I would say they follow the ideology of the ruling class, but I don't think there is some big ideological justification for fucking with abortion rights other than to keep us all fighting each other over it. I don't think it really benefits...
1: anyone (laughs) well three things so while acknowledging that these systems and the way they have come together all came from various material bases, that does not negate or remove the fact that people do believe in such things so yes it satisfies true believing christian judges
0: sure that, or we have real. non-believing yeah. ones who just will say what they have to say to get into to get in and stay in power because yes. you bet your ass if you're a crazy judge going the other way you will get removed <laughs> you sure will the beliefs it's not that they don't matter in a complete sense they matter some but on the like the scheme of nations and making laws they kind of don't like, whether it's, oh, I believe this thing sincerely in my heart, or I'm going
1: to do it for the money, or I don't even know what's happening. I'm just like, whatever well, it is, the for various reasons, the belief aspect is, is the one that's trotted out as somehow being respectful. I believe X, therefore you must respect me. Whereas the person who goes along, the judge who does shitty things because that's what you do is what you do. We have been sold that these are two different cases. When materially, the victim in such a situation, whether or not the person believed it, doesn't matter. But you always have respect beliefs as a card. That well, we're Democrats, and of course we support Roe v. Wade. But you know, we have to be. We ha- we still have to respect their beliefs. <laughs> that's all part of the game. We are told this because that's a bounding box on how we are and are not allowed to fight with each other. We're even given parameters on how to fight with each other by our rulers. If we could get
0: away from... If we could have an actual, like, honest... uh, A conversation that wasn't just about like winning the team event that is Democrats and Republicans. Like if you actually got to have conversations with, it's not only Christians, but it's, you know, everybody knows what I'm talking about when I say it. If you're just going to sit down with some Catholics and be like, okay, look, both of us have the same goal of minimizing the number of abortions that happen. How can we go about it? And like, we've all had this model conversation before. It's like, oh, if you want less abortions, well, I think that people, not pundits, actual fucking everyday people are at least slightly receptive to that. I mean- the majority of the country is pissed about Roe v. Wade and I'm sure some of those people who are pissed who are voting in whatever or responding to whatever survey are Catholics. (laughs) Yes. The, a lot of them like the proletariat is not all just a, a bunch of barbaric idiots <laughs> a no. lot of them are like, you know I, I want to keep hearing over and over from people is I think it should be legal, but I think it's morally wrong and it's like I can absolutely live with that <laughs> like you don't like it that's fine. you think it should be
1: legal me too. yeah uh, I think heroin should be legal but like I don't want anyone to ever do it. Yeah, I don't want abortions, because an abortion means something has happened that shouldn't happen, like either an unwanted pregnancy... Well, no, let's rephrase. An abortion sometimes is the correct medical treatment. Yes,
0: as the result of something unfortunate happening, (laughs) like a shittiness with your pregnancy. Yeah,
1: I mean, I guess I'm explicitly framing it as there are bodies... Like, sometimes that's just your body produces a thing where a stress hormone changes, and... That's just what needs to happen. That's what should yeah. happen. Yeah, totally. Like, there's this weird... I'm, I, I want to pull back even from this notion that the concept of an abortion at all is inherently unnatural. It isn't. It's a consequence of us yeah. as humans. Yeah. And we need to manage that condition and those around them. I I really want to take it a step further of like, if that's what has to happen, that's what has to happen. Now, if it's if it's just you are an autonomous person, you know you are pregnant and you are in this particular window and you have to make a hard decision of do you want to keep going or not. I don't ever want to be in that position. I never will be in that position unless science pulls off a miracle. (laughs) And the best I can hope for is all of the support necessary to any individual who has to face that. Yeah. And if you put all of those resources into helping that individual without telling them one way or the other how or what to do, you will get less abortions.
0: I can say with a straight face as a communist to any hardcore anti-abortion person that, look, under communism, there will unless some crazy shit happens, there will be fewer abortions. (laughs) Like, as the end result of all of the programs that I want to do, there will be fewer abortions. There will be fewer unwanted pregnancies due to lack uh, of access to regular conventional, like, pre-sex birth control, I guess I'll call it. Uh, There will be, like, less poverty. There will be more education, so people will know more about, like, how you get pregnant, and when, like, you would be... We've all read that whole, like... single thing that science has told us
1: directly (laughs) contributes... <laughs> you know
0: what the fuck i'm talking about <laughs> it's a yahoo hey, answers let's, let's video. drop a little
1: minefield bit uh there's a lot of people that are talking about half the country is you know doesn't have body autonomy and everyone fails that no one here has it there's another whole half of the population that probably that for the most part hasn't and no one talks about it and no one wants to talk about men's bodily autonomy <laughs> yes if you're a man in the u.s you yeah. probably have not had it and are a victim oh uh, you had to sign up for the draft you don't have bodily autonomy you can send your ass to war sign mail at birth <laughs> your dick is on the chopping block
0: oh yeah that too i had a not, oh yeah that
1: too that is one of the greatest <laughs> crimes of humanity that is ongoing i had and a we conversation. talk about bodily autonomy without ever bringing it up once I talked to my parents about this the other, this last weekend, <laughs> in like
0: a not in like a trauma I'm not traumatized by my own, by my own circumcision. I know. Well, I was gonna say like not everybody has the kind of I don't know positive neutral. I have a very neutral relationship with the shape of my penis, and me and my parents got kind of, they were just they were like man people start telling us that we gotta we didn't even know the worst, but we just were told by people we're supposed to circumcise you because it's cleaner. Now I'm finding out it's to keep kids from jerking off in the 1800s, <laughs> and I'm like yeah yeah <laughs> correct Kellogg as in
1: the cereal is responsible for the it person. in america for the most part and it's wrong it cannot happen body autonomy rights means that is never to be allowed ever it's not even should be there as a medical treatment there are eight billion other things you can try before you have to resort to if that. you got
0: a if you got Cleanliness? cancer on no. your foreskin
1: take that shit that, off that basically care. doesn't exist if you <laughs> that does not exist you will get testicular cancer first and that is treatable it does I got- not exist If my foreskin
0: is closed, I got to open that up. (laughs) I need to pee. That's just biology, Dragoor.
1: It is never basically sealed (laughs) in the cases it is. You can do procedures on it. And in the case of Femosis, steroid cream and stretching. The number one thing that parents don't want little Jimmy to do is touch his penis. For fuck's sake, they even covered this in scrubs. Put Put this steroid cream on and you basically have to jerk off his homework. And then you will have a normal dick and a normal sex life. Here you go, Jimmy. It comes back to what I talk about. How do people's behavior change?
0: Do people's behaviors change because something is illegal? Because, man, I never did drugs. They were illegal my whole life. So I just didn't do them. Or do we socially train people to act certain ways, and then that's what they're going to do, and that's the more effective way to get people to do stuff? Which isn't saying like legalize murder until people learn. <laughs> well, that's an easy one, but like for things where, especially like I said, if it's a culturally ingrained thing, even if that comes from a like a dumb place, like you're doing this because of fucking Kellogg's. Like they don't know that, and if you tell them that, they're like even dumber that's than a that.
1: Lie. Kellogg at least was based in some weird thing. Religions even worse people know what they, or people have the ideas they have in their head
0: and it is never, I've never seen it effective to walk up and just be like, replace all the ideas in your head with these ideas. And they'll go, okay. You got to gradually work people or you got to like have a long ass explanation. Like my parents came, if you asked them this question when they were 40, they always said, shut up, I'm doing with my kid what I want. But, but then like <laughs> today, last week, they're like, hey, it's weird that I just circumcise everybody. I don't know. I don't know if we'd circumcise you again. And I was like, I wouldn't want that. And they'd be like, yeah, we wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that was the end of the conversation. And that's a Great, more like that's a more that's, real kind of thing that would happen with somebody than like, we as w- I'm I was trying to think of someone that isn't Stalin. We as Stalin, <laughs> we as the Western <laughs> representation of what we say Stalin was, but isn't actually, say you must now do this. And people go, yes, king, and then we all move on. It just never happens like that. Same no, with guns. It, it doesn't. You're gonna have to deal with a bunch of lingering gun weirdos. For a while. <laughs> because Education, deal, baby. Not Education. like deal with as in letting them shoot people, but they're going to be exposure. here. Guns are now a culturally ingrained part of America for most of America. Not all of us, but a lot of them. So what is the more realistic solution? Coming in and saying, we have now decreed all guns are bad. You must get rid of them. Or a long, boring <laughs> series of education reforms uh, education housing reforms and food yay and, uh, you have to stabilize the livelihoods of all of these people who also
1: probably dragor
0: have circumcised their children <laughs>
1: and uh, yes and friendly. no it depends the financial things are what's changing it it's hospitals just white won't do it if you don't got insurance and things so that's like that's it's it's already happening because of capitalist decay it's mostly only socially ingrained with white people anyway it's mostly white protestants Catholics, no, it's I don't not think true at all. It at all. It's just universal in America.
0: I know a lot of Catholics because that's that used to be how you'd know if someone was Jewish or not. Well, right. Like, oh, and I didn't get the Jewish Catholic Christians. protection on that side. So,
1: it's oh, well. weird.
0: Yeah, Catholics were anti. <sighs> yes, Histori-
1: that's the no, only tenant of a religion I care for is they said, <laughs> ah, we need to stop doing this. That's the only thing I'll re- agree on for any religious thing ever. <laughs> if you want to hear more of our
0: conversations, keep listening because we're about to jump into. AC bonus episode that's not a bonus episode because it's part of this episode. It's a bonus within this very episode. How do you get more bonus than that?
1: Final thoughts before we call it. Volunteer at conventions to help keep them from dying, please gonna hear about this in the thing but yeah basically nobody
0: volunteers at cons anymore because we think of them well all the people who volunteer at cons have continued volunteering at cons and are getting like all right it's been a decade and i'm yep. done <laughs> and there's not a lot of younger people to replace them because we seem to view cons more as a consumer product than a community event ah and that's partially our like everyone's fault it's like the culture we're in it's the cons encourage it because you want to have people
1: you gotta if you want to it. learn Partially why we view it that way, Uh, Peter Coffin has a video on cancel culture and the transactional relationship of our society, which is feeding why cons are dying. Or custom reality and you. Both of those are
0: relevant to this. We want our own perfect lives that we can pay for, and the only things we see are things we want to see. The customer is always right. (laughs) Okay, I got nothing. Contribute to the outro. (laughs)
1: Uh, We're going to keep going with a little semi-regular cadence, I think, for the summer. You are or are not doing IFC. I will not be in IFC because I'm at something else. I don't remember what.
0: <laughs> Euroference? Yes, that's what I'm at. I'm at Euroference. I can't believe it either, people. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll see you over there. You can all call me an asshole to my face.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing else. I've been Dragor. I've been Pepperer. Why?
0: All right. Garrison yeah. Overlook. What? what? I'm looking at sign that says Garrison Overlook.
1: And I'm like, is that a person's name or a location? Did we talk to Garrison? <laughs> Garrison? Or no, the photographer. From oh yeah. yeah. The, the uh, uh, their name Garrison. Independent journals. Independent Garrison. Journalist. Well, I
0: think actually they may have changed names. I think they've transitioned. since I was talking. About. Oh I'm sure. So, no, I think gonna be like, I'll I'm a fairly certain
1: when you just mumbled there, none of that was picked up. So <laughs> I heard, like, we, we scoot in a little bit.
0: Look, I'm nice and close. I just have to lean forward slightly. Yeah. I'll be the one discovering the quality of this audio in another, I don't know, all right. Look, we, here, <laughs> you look at the waveform. Oh, okay. Wave form? Yeah, fine.
1: That's like you mumbling. And we'll
0: figure it out. Okay. We're, we're outside in literal Pittsburgh. In literal <laughs>
1: Pittsburgh, we might get kicked out of where we are, but I do have that magic yellow staff badge. This might get redacted. We are way in a location high
0: up in a place we are authorized to be. We technically are. So. The doors were unlocked? We stop giving specific.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Stop being specific. Every fucking door in this convention has been unlocked this weekend. Oh, was that metaphorical? No, not intentionally, anyway. Every do- <laughs>
0: <laughs> there were a couple of locked doors that I was scared weren't going to get unlocked. There were some scheduling things, and a lot of people pulled a lot of strings to make sure that, this, that I was able to have a show with this, and I'm infinitely grateful to everybody. And me saying that I'm grateful to some people does in no way oh so someone we know is now waving at us through the window someone hey, we what's know going on? You might be a special guest on this edition of last minute Baldur's? yeah hi everybody oh my goodness it's Hi, photons. Hi. This is, <laughs> that, that is photons in case we couldn't pick that up in the mic photons has been working lights here for us and we got to hang out last night at the after dark show and that was a, a freaking special yay these
1: two are amazing but i gotta run Love you, everybody. Bye, boy, oh, I bye. waved. the The microphone does not pick up the wave. Well, we waved for real life, and then we said bye photons for life. We did. <laughs> uh, I had photons on for one of my Doomstream episodes, talking about his theater work at home, and that was pretty fantastic. We had a dude ask us for money last night,
0: and they thought they were a cop, so they ran away.
1: Wait. Explain? <laughs> no, no, no. I just there were a lot of pronouns so, in there and I did not successfully tried, assign parties. I tried to say that in as few words as possible. Yeah, it, it was so dense. We Try around, again. We
0: we're standing outside of the front of the Weston, which is Anthrocon tradition. Or well, we're at Anthrocon, by the way, if we didn't say that already. Yeah, we're, whoo, like, All right, Anthrocon, this. And you stand out Anth- front of the
1: Weston and. As,
0: and as long as you're not uh just try. I thought you meant right now There was no a cop. No, no, no. <laughs> cool.
1: Just the name of the con. We'll get into it later. It'd be
0: better if it was a canine cop, because if it was just a dog, they would not have the ability to arrest us. <laughs> 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 An anthro cop. <laughs> oh. That's much worse. Okay. You're standing outside the Western at Westin. An Anthrocon as you do. That's what you do. And uh, a guy came up, and it's very obvious, like, all right, we're about to be asked for money. <laughs> and I... I'm at a con. I've been making. I've been making money. I'm the most generous you'll ever find. I shouldn't tell yeah. people this. <laughs> like, around Saturday night, Sunday night of cons, like I'm the most likely to be buying everybody food. You know, because I've been dealing all weekend, and I feel wealthy. <laughs> so they <laughs> so walk up, and I mean, I'm just like whip out a twenty. I'm like, here, man. Blah, blah, blah. Shake his hand. Yeah, good luck. And then he I mean, like, just proceeds to like start talking about. I'm like, hey, man. Like, are, are then, I don't know. He wanted. He asked if he could, Can we have some of what you were smoking? and I'm like. Yeah, man. If it wasn't COVID, like I'm sorry. <laughs> He's like, oh, do you have like, oh, my gosh, you gave me $20, but like, in 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 a way that he laughed and it was fine. Like everything was cool. It wasn't an aggressive situation. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was, I'm not telling this to like complain. And uh, so after that interaction, Photons who was with us, was like, I think that was a cop, and then they bolted, <laughs> and we're like. I don't know, I'm pretty sure I saw that guy getting walked away by the cops last <laughs> night. So, we, we, we were pretty confident they weren't a cop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and our immediate thing, I saw what might be peaks. so
1: I'm cranking it down. So I know, if, well if that's we, me laughing, that's my... We're all getting excited about the cops. We <laughs> so uh, Dorsai is not here at Anthracon. Yeah, they haven't been for two. It was like a just
0: pre-COVID change. It was like a big deal this time. But then COVID happened, so we're kind of no. About... I thought
1: twenty nineteen was the last twenty nineteen yeah, was but, the last Anthracon, and then but it was like known that it wasn't going to continue at because I heard about that before COVID. Yes, the there next was like a con. Statement. Yes, there, the next con was not going to have it, and then I don't know. I thought they were going to be here, and then I guess not. Whatever, that why they are or are not here is not the reason I bring this up. Uh, I don't know how much the city demanded it, but there is no, there is no fleshed out arm of the convention staff here that is replacing the manpower, the person power, that Dorsai brought as far as badge checking, watching doors, and just the overall yeah. function they serve. They're roving halls, in roving info desk, things like that.
0: Hey, how would give them a brief background on like why the Dorsai exists and how like what even is uh,
1: the. D.I., the Dorsi Irregulars, take their name from a science fiction book or series of novels. I don't really remember that much. Uh, they were created originally around old sci-fi conventions, like author conventions. And then... As time went on, uh, they got exposure. Some of them were furries. I think they were asked to work a furry con. I forget what order it all happened. I know Anthrocon is tied to it being one of the oldest furry conventions. But they came about with the idea of replacing a what was seen as an undesirable
0: security force.
1: Yes. Uh, it was basically, there is a better, more mature way... To allow people to have fun and still deal with things in a way where you have, in fact, dealt with them and not just slapped a bandaid on something.
0: We're talking about when people are like, "How can we do security in a way that isn't just the cops?" And this is kind of a crack at that. I mean, if things get way, way out of hand, the cops are called. Yes, <laughs> but yes, there, there like, is. We still the chain live in America. Of escalations. <laughs> We're like,
1: yes, there is the chain of escalations, and then just from it. It's very infrequent that when something,
0: the door side or an analogous thing, uh, is working a con, that the cops need to be called. Correct. It doesn't happen very often. Because if someone's just being drunk, nine, nine, nine times out of ten, hell, 999,000 nine, nine, times out of a million, <laughs> uh, they just need, like, hey, man, let's go back to your room. Yeah, right. I have sent
1: several people back to their rooms. <laughs> like, uh, I am... They don't I need someone furbly, with a gun yelling at them. Yeah. I have tentatively said yes to doing some volunteer work with them at MAGFest. Uh, That is the con I worked with them at years ago, where I really got to see them go. Uh, MAGFest is a 20 plus thousand person convention. It's a music and games festival. Uh, The A is affectionately called alcohol in this acronym. Because if you think furries party hard, I have never seen a group of people put furries to shame before.
0: I've heard MAG
1: is pretty dope. It is really (laughs) dope, it is really lit, and the number of incidents is denser than here. But the way Dorsai, long story short, MAGFest had some issues and were getting kicked out of venues. And the way they only got a contract back years ago was the hotel said, yeah, you got to make peace with and bring back the Dorsai. And so that's been the (laughs) case ever since. They made it work when they were here. Nothing seemed to explode too hard. (laughs) Yes. And that's not to say Dorsai don't have incidents. They do, and I've been witness and had to deal with. Like, you know, like any membership, you also oh, right. have to work on your own membership. I could not
0: even, without getting into fucking details, if it was like, oh, blank XYZ member corrupt bot and that it's been...
1: Mm. It, it gets dealt with. Uh, no so. one's perfect, but they're fucking trying. But yeah, <laughs> their whole MO, so the, my favorite interaction to describe Dorsai is I am at a convention and I am younger and someone's with me. And I have a coffee cup with whiskey in it. And a friend of mine is with holding a beer can. And I'm like, Con policy says you shouldn't have that they're like yeah but you have whiskey I'm like no, no I've got coffee or if they open the lid I have apple juice and so one of my favorite dorsi walks up and looks at the two of us clearly having <laughs> overheard this and looks at the individual and goes you can't have that that's the rules and they're like you have to either walk away now or dump it and they go well what about me like trying to out me? <laughs> and the door side looks at down. me, looks me in the eyes and goes, "What's in that cup?" And I go, "Coffee." And they go, "Thank you." <laughs> this is the MO of the you door gotta side. train people. It's baby. not that they want you to get away. They understand that the rule of no open alcohol containers in the hallway is a financial rule enforced by the hotel to keep your ass at the bar that is not why the con is happening the con is happening to have fun
0: you're going through like a way of social education that you couldn't say isn't coercive I mean you are being coerced into it is doing specific coerced. actions absolutely but like Remember when, in times of celebration, humans (laughs) could, like, (laughs) just fucking be cool, man. (laughs) This is the closest we can get to that, because these are situations where we're as far away as we can get, while living in the capitalist system, while, like, breathing uh, the air and swimming in the waters of neoliberal capitalism, to having, like, non-transactional experiences... Kinda, even though they are still transactional. Uh, that's kind of what we're going to be talking about today. At, well, our, that's our, a great segue. You still buy tickets. You still are, like, you purchase the alcohol a transaction. You're still, like, at an event to do a thing, do a part. Like, transactions are taking place, but... That's not the focus. That's, that's not, not the, the point. That, yeah, yeah that is,
1: that's just... That's how you have to do it in this society. You just got to get through the logistics. So, what... Kind of what you hinted at is when you get to a furry convention, they, the feel is different. The, the social norms... Are different. They are a lot more free and communal. We and don't have a get...
0: top-down because we don't have a canon. We are yes. by nature a bottom-up thing because we made it all up ourselves.
1: Yes. And one of the sentiments you always see hanging around is, well, or, uh, you know, drama-free. No politics. And the... I, I do ask everyone to take the folks who say those things that aren't influencers because there's people who weaponize those phrases. (laughs) But if it's a friend of yours or something who has that view, keep in mind that this might be the only taste of an alternative life that person has ever had under the threat of capitalism. And so it's a defensive gut reaction of being wounded so constantly, so heavily, that people are protective of, for the first time ever, I didn't have to worry about X, Y, Z. And what we're about to talk about with this panel we each have seen at two different conventions, uh, you saw it at BLFC, I saw it here at AC, on how we can take that energy and what we find so sacred and maybe do more with it. So the reason we were even talking about the Dorsi is, while the Dorsi
0: do receive uh, benefits from the cons in that, like, I don't know the specifics
1: but the rooms, badges, like they they I can tell you as someone who negotiates contracts with the Dorsai, the things they get are negotiated and essentially done every way every other guest or every other spend on a room or flight or badge is done. Uh, some cons have things more codified or just written down cuz like once you're in once you have done a Dorsai contract, they tend to be similar. Sure. But Similar to how first squared has worked with you, that's a pattern that's just repeated. How we do that with you is how we do that with our other guests. Is how we do that with Dorsai. Yeah, they're getting the same style of benefits compared to the the time they're putting in. There seems to
0: be. We went to a con. That, uh, <laughs> we went to a panel that was a it was organizing in the fandom. Or getting, or, like, getting the furry fandom organized, the title might have been tweaked. Yeah, the point is, uh, what we were hoping, we saw the title, we were like, oh boy, what is this going to be, like, is this going to be, like, everybody vote dem, or is it going to be deeper than that? And it ended up being a bit deeper than that, where the, their, like, thesis statement is, uh, use cons as conduits for in-person actual organization with the goal of like affecting change, moving from what they call the, uh, at least in the version I saw, uh, fandom to actual community, to steer ourselves continually further away from making our events entirely transactional and based on like nothing more than purchases. And I bought the super sponsor thing, so I get XYZ tickets. I am at Disneyland. I got the double deluxe gold package, and I require <laughs> these certain bullet points. Yeah. And towards it, and bend it more towards. We are people getting together for common causes of like actual important shit of like helping at the very least starting to help each other uh, materially
1: and then hopefully continue that and the hardest help the world. I, I I feel a little. It, it was it was efficient but perhaps quick on their slides and topic for what I saw on taking the well intentionedness of having no-kill animal shelters as your charities and analyzing is that using furries' potential to its maximum because they called it out that is essentially an ever ongoing band-aid thing you are not cha- there is there is no system you could even ever yeah. change unless the structure of society makes it that charity is irrelevant or there's always proper funding for these shelters and things like I won't get super into it, but the charity, the, the idea of
0: charities and like, like, you know, like Salvation Army style. And in a just
1: society, like there is no charity.
0: No, and doing that, in fact, ends up serving the capitalist class because it, it is a band-aid that then allows
1: people to just keep hopping along with their broken systems. Really, the more effective tactic is to point out the contradictions and exacerbate them so you have to actually so, change So, uh, one of the things that has come up that they did acknowledge is a lot of people for years now have gotten more and more vocal about, well can we do two charities can we bring in the mental health can we bring Wait, in supporting queer? before i forget my thought it's the problem
0: with charities let me better express this because it just hit me that it's not, I kind of explained well i was about before, to explain like, exp- charities exp- vest power in the charity and not the people being helped in this case it's animals so, like the animals aren't going to fucking organize and but like soup kitchen versus all right homeless people let's fucking get
1: together yes. <laughs> like, no so in the context permissive. of animal okay. charities it's it's, you don't have that other step or layer of indirection. It is the guardians of the animals that, like, that place is getting yeah. it. Um, and we but, like
0: these people. I don't hate animals. No, no. But the, <laughs> what they called
1: out is... More and more people have expressed that they want these queer charities. They want yeah. to help each other. The voice is there, I can say, from Fur Squared, Indie FurCon, Motor City FurCon. How many fucking GoFundMe's do
0: we see of yes.
1: tragedies every day flying by on Twitter, and we can't do anything about that? But and we gotta- there, there is an aspect of, well, but we want to do well for charity, and we can do better by holding up a puppy... Versus going, here's the epitaph of the queer kid we didn't save. Yeah. And so there is there is a visual component that is very strongly tied to positive emotional interaction that has, when you go into, when you want to support the mental health charity, that suddenly is kind of coming into conflict for a lot of people of, yeah, I, I want to talk about that charity when I'm not at a fur conference. I'm here to no get politics. the fuck away from that because yeah. it's not even necessarily no politics. It's that might be their suffering, that might be their day-to-day life, oh, yeah, and this sure. is the. It's not just the escape. This is the safe space, and it's and very we, difficult. We, and the counterpoint is that well, yeah, well, uh, if we work on it, maybe then it won't like continue ruining your life. Yes, we and can that work is at the core thing. That is absolutely the point they made, and I was very happy that in one to two slides, like it was, it was dense and quick, but they covered that. I was very happy. I would love to see, and it's not that I think that uh, concerts are like
0: taking individual, like, oh, we picked this individual, go fund me to go. Uh, that's the charity. Is this one person? but they brought up a couple things in the version I saw at BLFC which was hey we have a dealer's den how come we don't have like a, basically a services den which is why isn't there a booth to like sign people up for welfare yes like, hey, same thing here's how you apply for this grant here's where you apply for all these services that do exist even though they suck like I know a fuck ton of furries who would qualify for Medicaid but they just haven't or suck at paperwork or don't have time and or you know how many times did it take you to get it I had to go and call and apply three times and do this but I know how to do all that shit I'm really good at that like I'm very good at following paperwork on I could work one of those booths. I would kind of love to. I would love to spend an eight-hour day doing something like that for people. Yeah. Basically being a volunteer social worker. But, so, why do we bring up the door sign? At this point, at cons, we are, we're talking about some like lofty goals, like moving beyond furry. We aren't even, we're barely getting enough volunteers to make conventions operate on the most basic level without eventually becoming, okay, we have to hire blah, 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 and hire blah, 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 and now you're at Disneyland. For cons or Disneyland, you have to pay XY ticket, you got the gold package, you got, like, we we'll yep. just lean further into that. We lean into fandom, consumption. Of products, even though we are the products, it's still fucking. I'm a part of this. You come buy my seat. I don't want to go to a thing where like, all right, who's come to the Pepper Coyote stand? And then you boom, 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 Move along to stand. H O A. You have the fast pass, so you can cut in line at the dealer's stand. You can get it. Fi- we already do that, shit. Like, Super sponsors get it an hour early. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to shit on that because I mean, Super Spot, they are giving more money. We keep our ticket prices to an absolute minimum because certain whales math, walk in and yes. dump money on cons. <laughs> you kind of
1: need that right now. Well, and but even you can then,
0: volunteer for free.
1: Yes you can and a quick note on like the upper tiers of like oh it's always it's the furries with money and like I assure you we need the money can... <laughs> no no sorry. but what, what I'm saying is behind the scenes for every con budget for every. Uh, badge tier, you sell. There is a breakdown of what percent of it is going where. So, like, what percent of it is going back as swag or benefit or spent on the attendee? Because mm-hmm. you have to plan this stuff out. You have to be yeah, financially sound. It's a, and it's the like super a much sponsor,
0: bigger Kickstarter. <laughs>
1: yeah. So the the super sponsor tier essentially exists as yes, you are going to get proportionally more. you you're going to get quantitatively more stuff than the attendee but proportionally you are getting less more of that upper tier is straight up going to the con if you have ever been to a super sponsor dinner or brunch the number one line is thank you 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 fund the cool shit if we only had attendees we would have a bare bones con yeah you'd have like a room yeah and that's it yeah the so like it's not about anyway i don't need to keep ranting about that The greater point is that... Cons are hurting.
0: You need to... If you're listening to this and you go to cons, you have the opportunity to volunteer,
1: like, do it. (laughs) (laughs) To be clear, the way cons are today are not sustainable. I am very... I've been increasingly open with my level of burnout and how I continue to reduce me doing staffing at cons. And I understand that I can bring things to these events that either, you know, others can't or just because I'm here and fluent with it, I can do it faster. But... I'm tired. Every con I've been to has been hit heavily with staff just not wanting to do it anymore. Uh, The staff that just ghost or go AWOL because health issues or life because life in this country is getting harder. Yes. And now we have COVID is endemic at First Squared. One of my key people went home Friday morning because they felt bad, blipped positive. And we were already short-staffed. So, Everyone's short staff Like,
0: AC I've heard is running at basically 25% yes. staff. Uh, the MFF bets.
1: was pretty screwed. insane. That yes. is insane. This is the biggest AC ever, and they have 25% of the this expected staff. Biggest AC, oh maybe biggest, is it? Yeah. Biggest AC ever, 9,700. How many of those staffers who just went through this slog are, are never going to do it Nah,
0: Because that sucked for some people and for a lot of people because you have to do like 12 hour days and everyone shits on you the whole time because they want the gold package and they paid for the consumer product that like we're already geared to act this way and it's not any individual's fault we live and breathe the air of neoliberal capitalism and we are just trained from birth to be transactional with absolutely everything that we do and now it has absolutely permeated our individual social relationships Peter yeah. Coffin wrote a book. It, it <laughs> is no, it, it is custom good. reality, and you, you, everyone, has built their own personal reality that they subscribe to in a very literal sense of like, I pay for this, and I want, right. like, yes. And that sounds like I'm shitting on individuals to just get good or get better or become enlightened, but no, they didn't get that way, fucking by laziness they live and breathe in the waters of the fucking ideology of the ruling class which wants us to do that because it benefits them the most not because of some evil secret cabal but because money
1: (laughs) yeah (laughs) Uh, the other one that they highlighted on the topic of money in a little bit is specifically the one I saw was it started pivoting towards mutual aid and that was kind of the branching point from the charity thing it's like okay cons are hurting you have to staff them once you staff them, now what? Because I don't know how much it was doom and gloom for yours, but for ours, it was blatantly said: big cons are going to start dying, or get, or worse. The big one that they called out was they're going to get bought. A big Bot con is going to get bought. sad it probably will. And that will be a domino effect
0: because you else. already have. Well, here's the thing: once a con is bought, will it be profitable? Because on average, it'll be average, made profitable. I'm sure they could get it there, but it would have to entirely change who's even going, and then you're ship a thesis in your way down to, like, is it even a fur con anymore? No. And we'll be the guys sitting there like, I remember in 2019 Did they had do? Fun. Did they do uh,
1: anthropomorphic versus furry for you? Ooh, no, I don't think so. So we got into uh, what is furry and what is that definition in the context of this conversation and in the context of capitalism. And uh, their their slide was: Is Tony the Tiger furry? No, because furry implies a. Personal aspect. It is its goal is not capitalism. Tony the Tiger exists to up. sell you
0: something. That was a top-down product marketed and created by a team with too many drafts and the
1: thing, or vision to sell a product. Not even that it was a marketing team. Its sole existence, regardless of how it got there, is and not its part. If Flakes did not
0: exist, Tony the Tiger would not exist.
1: No one made Tony the Tiger because they love tigers. But we're not talking about that. Cereal. We're talking about is this anthropomorphic tiger right there? I think that furry.
0: Dis- I think that discounts it. I think if. If it's, you attempted to make something that was furry through the process I just described, no. That's not, like, you've, you've separated it from what the fuck. Like, the spirit of, the, of what you're doing is now so fundamentally yeah. disconnected
1: from what furry but, is that you would have to use different words. But we're looking at it through the lens of Twitter, where you don't have all of that context. You have Tony the Tiger interacting with furries. And the quick test is, is this thing I'm looking at, now, if it's a corporate media brand like We have the obvious answer, but there are more Subtle things out there, especially in the realm Of astroturfing Bleh. But uh, is, 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 the, the, or, is the Orangina cougar <laughs> Furry <laughs> Or any of those ads, there's many of them it's, it, it Boiled down to separating <laughs> If we care about furry What do we care about it, which means What could it be Or what is it not in service of And so our definition came to furry can be many things. It is not for capital. (laughs) And that was like the guiding thought. I found it interesting from an educational standpoint of if there was someone in that room that had not gone through any of this before. How effective is what is that cartoon for? How effective is that question for getting the thought process going? I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, It seemed well received in the room I was in. I'm not saying like throw out the rest of the context because it's irrelevant, but in the context of the panel I saw as being someone's first interaction, I liked the like simpli- I liked that they could laser focus. Tony, the tiger is to sell you shit that isn't good for you. <laughs> that is not a furry. That is an anthropomorphic tiger. Did they give the uh, use case example of uh, the fundraising thing? For uh, fighting and helping with wages in Haiti, was it Haiti? And they used it as an example of like, okay, you can give money to some general thing, or you can help get involved and organize. The examples given for
0: moving around, uh, throwing around money, uh, and was, they didn't get into a ton of detail with it, but they mentioned uh, like fund for. If, why don't we have an option at your reg? Let's yeah. Talk, talk about bare minimum stuff. Where we like, uh, click this button to stick $10 into the food fund. Stick $10 to put it into the housing fund. And then, broke people, it helps essentially. It, it lowers the cost threshold for attendance to your cons. Yes. And it helps out. I mean, how more local can you get? You're directly helping your community.
1: You're yeah, not especially if fil- it's
0: like, you got your local address here. You're not filtering it through so many layers of charities or NGOs... Not to... Again, not to shit on every charity. Every con does. (laughs) Give me a break here, people. Give me a break, people who don't exist and aren't being this (laughs) people. People I'm making up in my head. Uh, But instead of being filtered through layers of whatever, you just directly give resources to the people who need the resources, which I think is the most in the direction I want to move as possible. And then, as people receive the assistance... That gets in my whole frickin' spiel, now they have the time to, like, educate themselves, or fucking dedicate more of their lives to class struggle, or at least be able to go to a con where they can then be around people who are more of a positive influence, who can then maybe move them towards those things, like, if you're talking about building a thing, uh, building a a mass movement of just regular-ass people, there's a lot of regular-ass people who are into furries, people who are, like, seen as weirdos or everybody else who can- who freaking.
1: How many first timers? <laughs> ha- how many first timers have you interacted with this weekend? It's not a lot, actually. I've had a lot of like not just first AC, but like first con. Yes. Period. A ton. And I always say uh, this is one of the most magical cons for that because it you know how it goes, if if people are having their first con at AC and it is broadcasting these certain things a lot harder as being core to the experience. You're not even having to do explicit conversion work or coercion work. It's just, you show up. This is how we are and how you get this. If you want more things like this, come on over. This is how we act. We, We can have...
0: it it takes a shit lot of effort but the fact that we're kind of insulated for these little three day periods at a time you can try to counter the ideology like it doesn't have to be always transactional and about you give me this and you get this like you can have a bit of actual community a bit of a bit of like not just focusing everything on the hustle yes (laughs) That we can team up, have some space for just helping each other out, for education, for developing, even for developing our skills at all of our various crafts. This could be more of a trade show type situation.
1: There, there's a topic that they did not bring up that I do want to follow up with them that I think is one of the core blocks to what they want. And just getting more volunteers is only step one. Yeah, it's the bare minimum step one, because you can't do any of this stuff with as few people as right now. No, and where I'm going for this is how conventions are structured and they are structured primarily as very top-down hierarchical structures that mimic the current capitalist stuff we have today. And a lot of the problems you see in an office, you see at for cons. So like they have the same corporate, they have a corporate structure. They have like a CEO and assistant DM, even though we're 501 <laughs> C3 is all over because that's all we know. And it's if also, operate, like, the technical title. Like, legally, operating I believe Uncle system. Kage is the chief executive officer of the official Anthrocon entity, but they're, they are also a 501c3 board and have codified their vote.
0: If and, you want to talk about how you're not influenced by, like, the world you live in, no, oh, I'm a I live these pure thoughts and I am a child of light and all this shit, yeah. you can't even form a supposedly counteracting group without being forced to conform to the same exact structures as a bank. Like you can't structure your if you want to do your radical whatever thing, you still have to on the surface have a this is our CEO, this is our CFO, this
1: is our CEO, yes. this is our... But but the you have and to have that's a board. the legal entity. And yeah. you do have to have that because we live in capitalism. So the
0: best case is you have to create
1: basically a shadow version of that and then make sure throughout like it's structured. It's not a shadow be... version. Okay. It's just you have to What's interesting about 501c3s is, from the legal standpoint, you can codify your own actual laws that are legally binding. If there ever was a thing that's currently still nifty and I think functional, it's that. As long as there isn't crazy amounts of money involved,
0: I was say, if the person at the top has enough means that, none of that means.
1: Anything. No, but if you're talking a bunch of people get together, you know, like these smaller Midwest fur cons, for example, mm-hmm. like. They can write in their articles that say, here's how our voting structure and membership works. And then if you fuck with that, one of the members can go, I'm taking you to this small court and we're overturning this decision. And things like that happen all the time. Uh, ask people on theater boards. <laughs> but like, that's one of the biggest efforts I've been trying to do in First Squared is to flatten. I, I as a con chair, am important in so far as the figurehead, the public speaker aspect, the interface to the hotel, those are roles that have to happen, just the same as, I can't work a fucking soundboard. (laughs) And so I want to use furry to deconstruct this notion, and this deconstruct this notion of staffing as making as... Um, a special privileged position. P- thank you. I was trying to find it. I couldn't get it. Staffing should not be a special privileged position. Do it's not a thin- make a special body of armed men. <laughs> the dorsi.
0: The
1: <laughs> Look, their arms are usually holding filk instruments when they're off duty, okay? Sure. But, uh. Shit, what was I just Which saying? Which isn't to say that, like, strong leadership, oh, yeah, that leadership flat- is stupid. No, but- you do need it. And you. Especially during yeah. these transitional periods. You need you need some form of dictatorship. Somebody's got to make provide a fucking the structure. call. You have to make a call. <laughs> the you can vote yourselves to death. You can indecision organizations to death. Did Howlfest happen? Because that shit
0: sure seemed to be going
1: crazy. No, I bu- I believe it is
0: later this year or next year? Mm. In that initial six months, it was a fucking frenzy of exactly what you're talking about. How basically they micromanaged themselves into, like, no one was happy about anything, and there was, like, six
1: board overturnings in, like, a month, and then all the geoid, and then the name, and then blah, and the the... Dee- like. The hardest, the, the biggest <laughs> part where uh, Pepper and I had some fun uh, leftist infighting, I did air oh, quotes... Favorite. But uh, the hardest part you run up against is uh, furry conventions are limited resource entities. So when you hear Pepper and I talk about we live in a post-scarcity world, well, yes, the world can do that. The world has easy access to this infrastructure. If resources were evenly distributed, yeah. But uh, furcons aren't. And the number one thing you run up into is you have me, Pepper, and others, and there's going to be fights and arguments over how to spend those limited resources, and everyone is going to be correct. And this is where you need that enforcement of, okay, here's how the voting on this works, and how the vote goes is how the vote goes. Because at some point, you have to have an event.
0: You have to do the thing, even if it's going to suck. You have to actually make the shit. And
1: You can't let perfection be the death of you. And cons
0: cannot do most... Like, there's so many nice ideas. There's a lot of very utopian thinking going on. And they're like, how come cons don't simply blah, blah, blah? And it's like, how do you think anything works? There were people complaining about how the cops at AC were acting too much like cops. And it's like, what the fuck is Anthrocon supposed to do about the Pittsburgh police force? The only reason
1: it wasn't a worse situation... Oh, sorry. Is the
0: city upset at AC for that? Not just upset at the cops in general. Like yes. that's fine. Be upset at the cops, but like they're like somehow AC should like be making them stop.
1: Yeah. uh How? What? What can Uncle Kage do to a sheriff? Officer, ah, gets tased. They would punch Uncle Kage <laughs> off the stairs. We've seen
0: it happen. Like they, <laughs> we've seen old men get kicked down. The fucking uh, notable people. The cops people. don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. None. None whatsoever. <laughs> they haven't for a long time, but we just kept it on tape every weekend
1: now. Yeah. So, like, you're mad at AC, and all things considered, though, it could have been worse. Why wasn't it worse with all these cops here? I'll tell you why. Anthracon is integrated with the city of Pittsburgh primarily because of the financial impact it happened to bring and the city and depart- the Chamber of Commerce noticed. Died. I know this because this happened with First Squared at a smaller scale. They just showed up one day like, hey, we noticed what you do Here. You guys make a lot of money. Yep, we saw this line go up. So, uh, police protect property and capital, and the city of Pittsburgh fucking loves Anthrocon's money dick. So overall, the police were probably very clearly instructed. Be you you cool, can't. Man. Yeah, like don't fuck our money. They're weird, like, queer. These are all a
0: bunch of gays, and if you do anything, they're gonna get mad. So. And they're, they're <laughs> not gonna spend the money here anymore. And they will immediately report you. They will be screaming at you and getting your badge number and videoing the whole thing. Don't. Yeah, <laughs> and they and for the most part the cops I see here at least in the past they were a little younger this year. It's usually like the oldest man.
1: Yeah, you know, just yeah. Like
0: I'm like, hey, do you like? Is it do people like? Do you get? Do you get forced? Do you draw lots over who has to work here, or do you like argue over who? Gets to like, is it a? Do you want to work as Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like I, I volunteered for this post. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay, because like, it's got to be the cushiest shit. Nothing happens here. The cops are like, we were just talking about. The cops are almost never actually needed here to do anything. Correct. They just sit down, they watch furries and listen to music. Yep. <laughs> Text. Like they sit on the phone. That's it. <laughs> it's very easy. And they're probably getting paid triple overtime because that's how this shit works. Yep. Uh. Th- th-
1: what. Th- what can they do if the city of pittsburgh and the owners of the dlc say dlcc their dlcc the dlc
0: fuck the downloadable content i was thinking of the cdl the cdl center the downloadable commercial driver's content commercial driver's license <laughs> I,
1: I don't have an answer other than like it's gross and disgusting I got to see a bunch of furries play ooh can you like take pictures of me where like you're booking me or something and like look there was a there was a period of time where a younger me would be like oh look at this I would have thought it was funny I, I probably saw that happen in like 2012 and I was like oh funny yeah and I'm like oh, and man, like no. how can what can we say to say yeah you can't do that don't, who has the authority to say you can't do that at our event don't friendlify the cops <laughs> and you know the answer is don't have them there
0: Alright, I probably had other points I was wanting to get to, but whatever. Yeah, we're looking at time. What do you think about Anthrocon? Just general stuff. Like, how was your... Co- oh, uh, I guess I could try to, like, to, like, I don't know, to be fair and balanced. Because we are at cons, and depending on who you talk to, like, do we work at cons? You're going to have to kill the ant, Dragor. I'm sorry.
1: No, I, I mean, I probably killed you're it.
0: You're going to have to smash it. Whatever. Dragor keeps trying to, like, shoo this ant away, and it keeps going, on, like, on the laptop on their hand, and i was like, <laughs> have to get it. You haven't gotten me. have you? Uh, we fair were, and balanced. Why did you just say that at, curse word yeah. to me? <laughs> like we, people be like, well, why aren't you volunteering? And then I might say, I kind of do volunteer. Uh, panel so a, panel hosting is panel hosting is volunteering. I used to, to have a fun job. But then I also try, especially
1: this one. I was trying to be a little bit more not self. How much hours them, of effective prep and training? go into what you are able to do on that stage. Yeah,
0: but sure, but it still comes down to, like, a what What are you doing for the con here? Because me going, spending three hours doing a volunteer post is infinitely more uh, valuable to the con, arguably, than me playing the trombone. So I tried to do a little bit of stuff that was like, I don't know, adding to a thing without expecting anything in return. There was the first two marching band. And I'm yes. Like, okay, should I just go be drunk on the corner for the next four hours in this break? Or should I actually, what I would have been doing was I would have been at my dealer's table. And instead I'm like,
1: no, I'll go to the rehearsal. I'll go to the lineup, which is this time. I'll spend the, is the two and a half hours doing the parade. Or convention the content is also our lifeblood. So yeah. like you of all people have commented on this. You performing your stuff and yours and Fox's stuff, like, does it specifically need to be you? No, that's Somebody's kind of got a me point. Doing something. But you are at a level of both proficiency and notoriety. They can just
0: plug me into a slot and be guaranteed an hour of relatively yes. quality entertainment. Yes.
1: <laughs> and so, and it is furry. You don't have to worry it about what I'm doing? It is furry
0: content. Yeah. It is very specifically furry content. And I get so, up there and complain about the man the whole time.
1: <laughs> whereas
0: if someone goes up there they let and, me be ideologically whatever the fuck yes. no one has ever told me to not talk about something on stage and I don't understand I, why I can't believe it
1: actually because everyone's drunk and it's the After
0: Dark show I it's guess, like ah oh, maybe they just think I'm kidding because <sighs> <laughs> I'm like the pandemic I've been reading a lot of Karl Marx and I think Lennon's a cool guy and I just
1: it's, part like, <laughs> it's part of the charm it's part of the charm but like I that is that is furry content and that is good compare that with I love it If a fursuit band gets up there and does cover songs, they're still bringing the fursuit aspect. But if someone just goes up and is themselves playing cover songs, they're still a furry doing it at furry space, and I'm glad that we are providing the environment where someone feels safe to do it. But that's not hitting the content quota of what people expect coming to the event. And I don't even mean from a transactional standpoint. I mean from a... When you go to a fur con and you're going to go see music, there are certain expectations. You can go see Joe Schmo play a cover song somewhere else.
0: I think if the people uh, participating in whatever act are at least fandom members and doing it for fandom things and not just, like, booked outside talent... Because we did, we had, a what was it, Otter Otter, Confusion? Otter Chaos? Otter Chaos, Thing it was. It's a video game music concert that I've now seen a couple times by uh, Key Otter and Cornell. Shout out to them. Uh, and they have, like, a, they put together, like, a six-to-nine-piece, well, essentially a chamber orchestra. They have, oh, like, wow. trombone, theremin, accordion, and keyboard is a one, that's what Key's playing, and then uh, uh, Cornell's on, like, bass, rhythm, rhythm section, all that. And they're playing fully, like, the songs aren't original, but they are original arrangement, melody, like versions Ooh. of video game songs, and it's something that would also definitely work well at Magfest. And I think they actually yes. have probably played at Magfest, I think one or two of them. But everyone on stage is furry. Everyone in the audience is furry.
1: All of the, the talking in between is. I'm not. Fan. Say, I'm not saying you can't have that, but when like, it comes when down to s- when it comes down to your event, now has to deal with the limited resource of your main event stage which one are you gonna put up and it's always gray area and this worked out well this is a about 12
0: people putting time effort in the same thing they did the rehearsal they put on the thing they uh, came ready they didn't like eat up a million hours of prepping all stuff oh yeah and uh they were on, a, also, I think, what, second or third stage? This were where we were also. Second stage. Like, alternative to the dance, because not everybody wants to, like, hang out and do EDM, necessarily. Yeah. And that's what I see, uh, a lot of alkali stuff, our stuff, like the late night programming content that is not just dance, dance comp. I have no problem going against the dance comp, because not everyone necessarily likes it. I like the dance comp, I have no problem with it, but a lot of people who like my music don't necessarily care about the dance comp. <laughs> 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 They'd rather come listen to the penis song and... <laughs> I've had a very fun AC. I barely was at my table, but I still seem to have done pretty decently in
1: sales. Thank you very much for <laughs> I guess uh, if, whenever this gets released. But part of the I, – I, I like being honest on this stuff, and I've been saying it, and uh, we'll see. But uh, today was – Oh, we for... don't get paid for
0: shows. I don't, we don't know if – No. Oh, none That's whatsoever. That's the other part of that. That's why they're like volunteering. So if I don't sell CDs, move Like if I do a shitty show, I don't sell CDs. It seems kind of merit-based to me,
1: and I like it. Uh, Part of the whole burnout thing and, like, content thing, uh, I don't know, stress is different. Cons are different for me. Today at AC was a pretty good Charity Who's line, and that'll be the last one I run for a little while. I had a great time at eleven a.m. Sunday charity Line. Eleven a.m. charity Line really was pretty freaking crazy. It was good because I was
0: very like sober, so I was more like yeah. awake. I had like a cup of coffee. I'm like, damn, I just I'm like refreshed. <laughs> it, you were you were on. <laughs> I did okay. I was
1: pretty. Happy. But it was it was silly and it was good. But uh, I, I have not been handling stage fright. That's a real thing. Whether I volunteer to put in a panel or not, uh, life stress in the world around. It's just. This is my way of saying I'm reducing all staffing things and a lot of performance things. Because kind of what I said of, I I miss just kind of showing up at a furry con and feeling like me. Uh, I want to help and keep doing stuff, but uh, it's been feeling pretty isolated lately. I was going to say
0: you could do a low responsibility thing, but if you did, you'd end up booted up into high responsibility.
1: Yeah, well, or you just keep the strict bounding boxes i will like, still help no i will still I will check badges that's what i'm doing i will still go and host a first furcon that's just that's being a ta that's easy i will assist iggy on certain panels i can make a quip here and there and otherwise oh i'm doing stuff i do and helping my friend do a cool game show i want to kind of go back to being a little bit more supportive because it's less stressful I'd go to people's stuff. And you know what? There's a certain aspect of it where I'm not the most popular person ever, but like, how long have I been doing this? Maybe I should see about propping up some other people. That's the whole point. When you do the big group stuff and pull up new musicians and things for the variety show, same thing. I like that furry boosts new people. I got that break way back when to just try out doing more improv stuff and I get to do all of this stuff. I am asked to do things just because I hung around. There are other people that are just as good as I am that just don't have the luck of being where I am. And that's played into the decision a little bit too. Well, that's
0: a... To, to tie it back to talking about like the housing phone, the food fund. Yeah. the reason Dragor can be an old soul of cons is because <laughs> you've always had the means to be able to attend. it I've always had I've had an easier time than most doing this I've been able to kind of like not con a nicer version of con my way into into a help from friends or like or up transactional I'll do this show you gotta do this okay like yeah that uh, I've been able to go to a lot of cons and that's kind of like the more you can show up to you eventually become kind of like a fixture that's what yes. like you were talking about with the contracts everything people tend to just do whatever they did last year over and over again So and that's hard to fight even for in, the better if you can sneak in and uh, do a good thing even once there's always a chance yes. that it gets wrapped up and just being oh that's a good idea that happens every year
1: yes very and much And you can so. only do that by getting in staff and starting doing stuff and uh, eventually getting the Unlike the Democratic listening. Party, you actually can get voted into a con and end up running the damn thing. Yeah. I see it all the time. Because we don't have too many ultra, like, powerful, like, <laughs> we, we don't do have a furry
0: we, bougie We do
1: have to address the hierarchy because there's people that should be able to do other things more easily. You know, if there are conventions, Pepper, where uh, if I were to go to them and say, hey, I would like to volunteer... They would say, ah, you have to spend a year watching the doors first. I would decline. Yeah. Unless, like, that was literally the thing. Like, oh, my God, we need to have people watch doors. We're having yeah. security. Like, that would <laughs> they be do different.
0: It is like a, not a hazing thing, but, like, you've got to stand around like, for a million years first.
1: It's no, like, can we have a discussion have and a I'll tell you what I've can done? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. don't waste that. Uh, be on the lookout uh, in your communities. If anyone is staff listening to this for any reason, we joke and say volunteer but be honest and say like hey it's better when there's more of us it's easier when there's more of us oh, asterisk dude. you know the there's management enough, and argument aside it becomes aside, fun because there's not too much work to do and you can fucking hang out
0: a little bit and instead of doing 20 hour shifts you're doing 6 hours or <laughs> or you're doing
1: like a 3 hour shift because you have enough people exactly. because like if more if if a if a quarter of the attendees just did more volunteer stuff and like yeah they had reduced badge prices the cost of putting on the event goes, the goes down.
0: down. The more
1: Because yeah, the more you have volunteers, the more
0: the less you gotta pay for. What's gonna happen is like you said, bought. Why will it get bought? Because they will suddenly not be able to afford to put the event on and someone will swoop in saying, Hi, I can provide all that stuff you need. You just gotta sign over the rights of everything.
1: Yep. And it'll be things like, Oh well you'll still have your creative board. I you know still I've get sold to people on ass. this.
0: You stay blah, blah, and you
1: can tell us how to program, and then, and then two years later, those people are gone. <laughs> that, is, that is truthfully the model I am bringing to First Squared, in that the opposite is also a problem, in that, like, oh, well, I'm the director of Reg, and therefore I'm a board member of this organization, and those are two different things. The legal board is the interface to capitalism and the law. Their job is to not fuck that up, mm-hmm. and their job is to watch if the The vanguard party. You're the vanguard party of the revolution. <laughs> yes. Maintain
0: we, the, the fucking in-
1: structural integrity of your non-shitty board. <laughs> yeah, well, and it's like, the board is there to look at the con once in a while and go, hey, they're about to do a thing that's going to get us legally fucked. The board is there to just watch out for that and stop that. They don't need to be figureheads. They don't need to be directors of departments. A board member could be an assistant to a department because on-site they're like, ah, I do all this board legal shit between cons. I want to have an easy con. I'll I'll help you a little bit here and there. They just got to,
0: you know, as long as they're actually doing stuff and not themselves sitting there being figureheads and not actually doing anything.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes. This is not a dig at Kage, by the way. Kage like, does so a shit ton. I know, I was about saying, to say, he I works
0: s- his no. fucking ass up. I was going to say, I called out, I am <laughs>
1: creating this at First Squared. I am codifying the split of department heads and board. We're doing it. It's sure. it's done already. We're trying. Well. We've gone on way too this long. This has been last minute politics. <laughs> I've been Dragor.
0: I've been Pepper Coyote. We're at Anthrocon. I'm sorry if there's too many like birds and trucks and wind in the recording, but we're sitting outside having a nice evening. Yeah. I hope you have a nice evening as well. Let's do the thing. Bye!